0: Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com.
1: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG,
2: you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
1: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
0: Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around, a lot, to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Oh,
2: Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's.
0: Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on BSN, the sports betting network.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome in live. Bet Saturday continues just with a slightly different, definitely a better-looking crew here from downtown Las Vegas in the South Point Sportsbook studio. Not because of me. I'm Ben Wilson. We welcome you in here to Las Vegas. It's because we have Danny Burke, who's with us from Chicago right now, host of the new VEASAN NHL betting podcast. We'll talk some hockey a little bit later tonight. But a big Saturday night NBA slate. Danny, it's March Madness. We have all the college hoops going on. And you are, you you know, I, I didn't want to tee you up without you actually, you know, looking sharp today. So, way to... (laughs) <laughs> Way to capitalize, because I couldn't see you until about 30 seconds ago. So, nicely done, DB. Excited to be back with you.
3: Yeah, I guess that's subjective. You know, I, I'm sure my yeah. mom would be the only one who agrees. I know you're being flattering, but, hey, I appreciate it. We're trying to uh, we're trying to do as best we can, keep things rolling. And, no, nah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I know you and I are looking to delve into plenty of the action going on right now from college basketball to hoops. And then, yeah, hockey, too, some good games to look forward to later this evening. So pumped about it, my man. Look, I know what happens once the weather starts to get a
1: little bit nicer in Chicago (laughs) and, you know, the the river turns green and all that. Yeah, it's one of those things. You got to be ready, Danny, if you live in the Windy City. So (laughs) we'll start today looking at the big games within Power 5 college basketball. It's the final regular season slate in the college hoops before the big conference tournament start next week. There are basically a half dozen games that are either ongoing right now or are about to start in a little bit that have pretty big implications as far as the bubble goes. So we'll focus on the teams right now with everything to play for, who are right on the edge, either just on the right side or just on the outside of the bubble and the big game. It was going to be a big game regardless, Danny, of bubble context, but when's the last time you remember Duke and North Carolina playing on the final weekend of the regular season and one team desperately needing a win to get on the right side of the bubble? That's what's... Coming into today, the situation for North Carolina. This game just got underway a little bit ago, Danny. Interesting to see if there's any in-game angles to bet here because that is what our show is, Live Bet Saturday. And it's an early good start for Duke, who leaded 13-9 here at the under-12 early media timeout. This will be a theme we talk about most of the day, Danny, for these certain types of college basketball games Whole lot of market movement to that team who needs to win the game, and this was no exception. North Carolina from 2.5 on the opener up to a 4-point closing favorite.
3: Uh, Anything you look to do here pregame, Danny? Did nothing pregame here because I do think this does present a really good opportunity from the in-game betting perspective, and mainly because, like you said right now, I mean – Duke's gotten out to this early lead and it's not anything monumental. It's not anything that's hard to overcome, right? It's just, it was 15, 12, now 15, 14, but I I don't mind that happening. And I also wouldn't mind if it continues to persist with Duke having a slight lead, but North Carolina staying in there. Cause I do think the tar heels deserve to go off as a slight favorite. I didn't necessarily feel comfortable laying the four Ben because Duke has been playing better ball. The issue with Duke is I'm still very concerned with their home and road splits, especially against more so of the top tier opponents or likewise talent, such as the Tar Heels at this point in the season. So because of what I would consider a disadvantage for Duke on the road, I hope that they can kind of maintain this early lead. We look to get a better number on the Tar Heels. And that may be my approach. I mean, they're pretty even in terms of the box score right now. Nothing stands out. It's really early and you're still getting North Carolina, uh, North Carolina laying a couple points here despite trailing. So that's why I'm hoping it keeps yeah. going on for a little bit so then it flips to North Carolina getting a little bit of plus money, and then I think I'll flirt with the idea of jumping in on the Tar Heels.
1: As much as it is a situational position, I, I, always, I always remind people you have to consider the season-long context behind the teams, even if you want to make your bet solely based on that, that situational handicap, whether it's a revenge angle or a must-win spot. Because have, have you felt daddy all year like either of these teams are trustworthy from a betting standpoint? Because I sure haven't. So there's no way I would want to get involved with the side, even if that's in-game. You know, the only thing would be would be onto the total if we got one of those kind of nervy, early, chippy starts. You sometimes get in a rivalry game because of how bad the defense, especially for North Carolina, has been, where it's really more like defense optional uh, for Hubert Davis's Tar Heels this year. So that's the only angle I'm looking at. It, it hasn't been the fastest of starts, 18, 16, 12 minutes into the game. So we're only at about... 34 points scored right now. And just as we'll update these live numbers on all the games whenever we talk about them, you know, live total has already ticked down at a good deal to 135 and a half. So that's the angle I'm going to look for. If this continues and we get, say, to the under four timeout and, and the shooting numbers are way, way below what you normally expect, that's where I would look to attack. But that's the only thing for me here.
3: Yeah, I hear you, and I certainly wouldn't blame anybody such as yourself if you're not that trustworthy with either of these teams because, frankly, they haven't given you that conviction, even perhaps from the in-game standpoint. But, yeah, the big thing for me is I understand North Carolina closed as the favorite. I do think in this situation they deserve to be. The road splits for Duke concern me. So if I do get a better angle on North Carolina, we'll see what the number comes out to be. But that would be the side I'd more so be tempted with. It's probably not one I'm eager to get involved with as opposed to some of these other games. But it's kind of hard to ignore a game with North Carolina and Duke. So we'll certainly keep monitoring the status of that one from the in-game perspective.
1: You are are correct on that. I'd also say if you're looking to bet in-game on the total, make sure you're watching the possessions. And as you're watching the game, just how the game flow looks because Duke is 290th in tempo this year. They, they go really slow. They are the much better defensive team than North Carolina. Even though North Carolina doesn't really play defense and they like to go fast, this is very much going to be dictated, the opportunity to bet in-game on the pace of the game. So you're going to want to watch out for that. Who is controlling the tempo? It's not just a raw look at the box score, see if both teams are shooting bad and go fire on and over, Daddy. As, as you and I both know, there's a lot more nuance that goes into this. So uh, even though yeah, right now Duke's only shooting 35% from the field overall, and UNC's at 40% through the first 12 minutes, Pace has looked relatively slow so far. I don't know how much you, you tend to factor those things in your handicap, Danny, but that's what I've noticed so far is that Duke is, they're desperately trying to make this kind of a grinded out mm-hmm. rock fight there at uh, in Chapel Hill. Just a, just a matter of will that trend turn around a little bit uh, in addition to, will you see more better shooting, at least more efficient shooting on the offensive ends?
3: Yeah, and I, I think you will get there. Typically, you do see it kind of revert back to the mean of what you've been accustomed to with these teams. But it doesn't mean that that's going to be applied to every game necessarily as we're both very well aware of. I think it the very end of the season, you kind of get some unique playing from, yeah, the narrative, I guess, of, all right, this team on the cusp of a bubble spot. This team may have their conference seating wrapped up, everything set up perfectly for them. So all of these things you still have to adjust for, and especially keep that in mind within the in-game betting angles too. Like we could talk about it left and right before these things tip off, but those things can still loom in the back of these coaches' minds, the back of these players' minds, even throughout – these games i mean if you like the team and then you're like well i'm not kind of i'm really not sure what kind of effort i'm going to get out of them because this other team really needs us more than i do and then you see yeah. well oh, man i don't know it's tempting the in-game number is really looking valuable on the other team that should be better but it means more for the... like you would look at that on a week-to-week basis normally but because it is unique this week in particular I think you got to be cognizant of that even more so, and probably just be a little bit more hesitant instead of firing left and uh, left and right into situations you normally would.
1: It is okay to be selective with the NCAA tournament right upon us. Be very smart with your bankroll management in this final stretch of the regular season, and then into the conference tournaments, especially with those big conference tournaments where. It's really hard to parse together the true motivation for teams, especially ones that are already into the tournament and might just want to be resting their teams for a deep March run. The other big game that's underway right now, Danny, involving a team right on the bubble, it's in the Big 12. No shock there, right? A conference that's been the best in advanced metrics and from the eye test all season top to bottom. And Oklahoma State, who has been in a complete free fall now over the past two weeks, trying to keep their season alive as they have fallen into that... That first four-out category over the last couple of days in Joe Lunardi's ESPN Bracketology, and they were a dog on the road today at Texas Tech. They're just about to start the second half there. Texas Tech, though, uh, is down by three after Oklahoma State gets a gets a lot of market support here. Danny went from a six-point underdog down to closing five-point dog again. With I'm, you know, you assume similar logic, right? Must-have spot for the Cowboys on the road. So they lead by three in what's been a very tight game so far. Texas Tech is laying two points live, so laying five points here for the second half.
3: Yeah, and I'm looking at the numbers out by me here in Illinois. And Texas Tech, catching about two in the hook, plus 130 or so on the money line, down five now at this point, like you mentioned. Look, Oklahoma State had a 12-point lead in the first half of this game, yet the Red Raiders found a way to keep it very narrow by the end of the first half. And look again, they're down by five right now. But Oklahoma State seven and 19 from deep, uh, six to 16 for the Red Raiders, who closed as that five-point favorite, like you also mentioned. I would see this as a good angle for Texas Tech potentially. I like the fact that they came back from that lead because Oklahoma State easily could have kept their foot down on the pedal and felt comfortable and a little bit more relaxed and confident going into the second half. But Texas Tech didn't kneel down whatsoever, so they're out here fighting. They closed in that favored spot, and now you're kept with or you're seeing them catching a couple points. I'd I'd be more tempted to go with Texas Tech than I would yeah. with Oklahoma State, Ben. I'm not going to do anything right now because I'm still going to give it a couple minutes. We just started in the second half, but I certainly will be tempting the idea of jumping in on the Red Raiders here. Oklahoma State gets a bucket
1: right at the start of the second half, so 37-32 now, about a minute in. Oklahoma State on the next four outs on that updated seed lining now heading into today. I, look, I'm, I'm very tempted along your side, Danny, to get in on Texas Tech. The issue is I felt that number was a little bit bloated to begin with, and that can sometimes yeah. be the problem where the in-game numbers are traditionally a reflection of basically an algorithm going off the closing number. So if you feel like a team was laying too many points, and I would argue in any Big 12 game this year, Danny, regardless of venue, <laughs> six or more is probably has really traditionally been a take on the underdog all season, and that's what the betting market did for Oklahoma State. So it's a little bit tough when you understand a team that you feel should probably only have been maybe a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, that means if if that's where the line would have been, now you'd be getting three and a half or four. Instead, the line's only one and a half or two, so it's hard for me to get there. The one thing I'll say in, in Texas Tech's favor, Fardaz IMAC and Kevin O'Banner, their two stud transfers who are the bigs in the middle, they're combined four of 15. I mean, those are, those are guys who are you, you're usually expecting like 50 60% from the field, so that's one of those little box score things you can notice. If guys are way, way below their normal, their normal averages on the season from an efficiency standpoint, that can be an in-game angle to attack, and that's why I would only look at Texas Tech. I, I just don't love the number there, Danny.
3: Yeah, you make a good point, too. If you didn't really care too much for the pre-flop number to begin with and you don't think it's adjusted enough based on where you had it, again, like he said, be selective. No problem in doing just that.
1: Texas Tech, maybe the best 16-14 and 14 team in history. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I think so. Uh, Texas Tech, who will likely not be going dancing unless they win the Big 12 tournament but they have given a whole lot of really elite teams all they can handle this year. All right, when we come back, we'll update you on those two games and get some previews, two more games to discuss for teams right on the bubble here on Live Bet Saturday.
0: Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com.
1: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know.
2: What were they thinking? Backroom
1: deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought.
0: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9
1: on CNN.
2: Hey, this is John Ridley.
1: And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
2: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
1: It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700 as we're back on Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas, about to be the mecca of college basketball, as there's already the WCC tournament underway. We'll have the Big West, the WAC, Mountain West, Pac-12 all out here, so a very exciting time to be in Sin City for the college basketball tournaments. Danny Burke uh, back with me in uh, Chicago right now. It's also a busy time. Uh, to be in Chicago for a variety of reasons, not just limited to the college basketball. Uh, Danny, we start the show, though, talking college hoops. Just the quick updates here. Duke has taken a 26-23 lead on North Carolina. That's one of the two marquee matchups that we're following in-game right now from the regular season standpoint, as uh, Duke right now is back up to a, a point-and-a-half live favorite with a 141-and-a-half total. So that dipped as low as 135-and-a-half. They have started to pick up the pace as Duke now takes a, gets another bucket to take a 28-23 lead. And just underway there in the second half with Oklahoma State uh, taking on Texas Tech. Cowboys back up seven, so it's 47-40 Oklahoma State, who had a big early lead, had it whittled down to three at the half. Back up seven as they lay two and a half points live, 138 and a half the total. That was a total that went off 137, that got bet down three points from 140. So we get ready now for a new slate of games to start at the 7:30 Eastern hour. Danny, you've got action on one of the Big East spots where Villanova's been a lot more live over the last month of the year. Likely not to, not going to be enough to get them into the dance from an at-large perspective, but playing much better basketball and are only getting two points now tonight at home against the top 15 team in UConn. How did you attack this?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, both teams have been playing hot as of late. Obviously, UConn more consistently than Villanova. But, you know, Ben, I, it is tricky with when we talk about these narratives in this last game of the season type of feel. But I, I still think UConn has a big advantage here, and we're actually getting a pretty good bargain with them here in terms of their money line and their spread with them just laying two right now. UConn is ninth in adjusted offensive efficiency over at Bart They're also ninth in affected field goal percentage defensively. You look at Villanova, they're 100th in effective field goal percentage and then about 200th in defensive. They're 199th to be exact, but in defensive effective field goal percentage. And you could kind of keep listing down these stats and keep going and going. And the advantages certainly lie with UConn, hence why they're the higher ranked team and having a tremendous season. And Villanova's kind of been sliding and needs all they can get to help their bid, like you mentioned. But let's not forget, too, that UConn can do a lot of the things well that won't only benefit them, I believe, in this game. But going down in the tournament, like crashing the boards offensively, Bartorvik has them number one in offensive rebounding, in this particular matchup, Villanova 337. So if they can get those uh, those boards early and often, that, of course, is going to be a huge boast for a team like UConn. And they've done a great job, too, in both shooting and defending beyond the arc. So if they can get their three-point game going early, I think it's going to be a tough challenge for this Villanova team. To kind of climb out of that hole, if they're already getting beat on the boards, if they're allowing these three-point shots to get knocked down left and right, I just really think it's going to be a tough test for them tonight. And look, I could be wrong. Maybe UConn comes into this spot a tad bit complacent. I just don't really see that happening. And if it happens, so be it. I was wrong, and it was a tough situation. But you look at the stats, you look at all these numbers, these metrics, and just the player by player matchup and i still think all the advantages clearly lie with the huskies and we're getting a pretty short price on them because we kind of think that hey you know villanova's probably warranted to be more motivated in this spot uh, they're the home underdog here, all of those reasons, but instead I'm going with UConn. I laid minus the buck thirty-five on the money line here, Ben. So that's, that's a, what I'll uh, be sweating out in about ten minutes or so.
1: That's a Danny Burke special, laying laying the short money line
3: price, which you can <laughs> – That's right. I I,
1: I, I respect uh, respect the strategy there, where you can find right now UConn uh, laying a dollar thirty-five in the market. A couple books actually, DraftKings on the East Coast has gone to UConn minus three right before tip. Uh, open two and a half, some early movement to the dog, where you got a better price if you wanted to take UConn. But now late with about 10 minutes till tip there in Philadelphia game at Villanova, their senior night. Some of that money late coming back on UConn. UConn's won seven of eight Villanova's won six of seven. So it is a very interesting matchup between two teams playing really well. Don't you kind of feel, Daddy? Like, it, I mean, you obviously like UConn anyway, but I, I, I get the sense that if Villanova was actually in the mix right now, like if they had a couple more wins, a 16 and 14 record just isn't going to get it done from an at large perspective. But had they been, say, 18 and 12 and been on like the first four out, I would weirdly be more inclined to bet UConn in this spot where you'd have so much more pressure on Villanova, knowing what was at stake, needing a win heading into the Big East tournament, and with a really young team under a first-year head coach in Cal Neptune who's definitely gotten better but has certainly been far from an elite Big East team, at least compared to the rest of that conference. It's it's one of those situational spots where I actually would have been ready to go against the green more had Nova been in one of those win and potentially in type situations. Because they're not, I'm a little hesitant to go against a team that's that hot Mm -hmm. with how well both teams are playing, so a stay away for me ultimately. But it is weird how our mind can sometimes play tricks with us from the handicap, and this is one of those games, at least for me.
3: Yeah, that's a really good point, too. I mean – even if it's like a, and it's not do or die, but a game where you really feel like they need to win. That doesn't mean it's an automatic bet on that team. Cause like you said, the pressure could be amounting mounting. And you understand as a player, these are just college kids that they need to win this game. And then on the other side with UConn, like you already have your first round buy, so you could say, well, it doesn't matter as much. All right. But at the end of the day, it's still college basketball. These kids are going to be passionate. They could play spoilers, so to speak. And a colleague of ours once said, too, when we talk about like teams and must win games. If you're in a must win game, you must not be very good. So let's not just blindly look at the team that is desperate to need that spot, especially with the fact that they haven't been that successful all season. And like you said, very appropriately, the pressure can amount to them and maybe they just succumb to it. So I kind of like that angle of thinking that, too, Ben.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shame that for, you know, at least on the Cam Whitmore front for Villanova, he wasn't. Healthier sooner and ready to go for the full season because where would this Villanova team be with a potential lottery pick, one and done type freshman in Cam Whitmore? brings up a really interesting argument where right now you're 16 and 14 on the outside looking into the bubble. It could have been so much different. We'll see how it plays out tonight where we don't view Villanova to be a tournament team unless they make a Big East Tournament championship run. Now right now, they're going to be a closing two or two and a half point underdog at home to UConn, except for a couple books who have gone up to UConn minus three. One other interesting game involving teams on the bubble I Early running, Danny, uh, for, for worst bet of March goes to me. It technically was February 26th, but it, I basically rounded it up into in the month of March. When I bet NC State in-game last weekend at home against Clemson on their senior day, and, uh, Clemson won the game by like 40. Yeah, it wasn't exactly 40, but that's how much it felt <laughs> like. So I, I faded uh, Clemson, who had been a very up-and-down team in the ACC, but Clemson blows out NC State and Raleigh last weekend get themselves firmly onto the bubble. And right now, Clemson, they're in that next four out category, but they at least have a pulse here and are laying a big number at home in their senior night tonight against Notre Dame. Number has gone from nine to nine and a half for Clemson. So I don't know, am I just way off on on this Clemson second half of the season stretch, or uh, or was that more of a a kind of a one-off type game where you felt like maybe there's some regression here coming for Clemson and maybe nine and a half is a little bit too many to
3: lay? It is tough to lay it with Clemson in general. They have not been a trustworthy team. I go back to the game against Louisville, Ben, and I had them over like 75 and a half team total points. They ended up getting 73 and they lost a game, to one of the worst teams in the conference, but then they come back and then you can see what they're capable of. You understand what their ceiling is. And, Look, I get it. Like, I don't want to lay nine in the hook with Clemson, Ben, really, in any situation. If there is one to do it, you would think it would be against this Notre Dame team that can get in their lulls where they struggle offensively, and they have just been horrendous on the other side defensively. So I get why they opened up around nine. I get why there's been some infatuation in laying the nine with Clemson. I would lean toward doing that quicker than I would go with the Fighting Irish, but you know me, I'm not someone who's eager to lay big spreads in any basketball game. So I will wait for an in-game spot. Cause like you said, I mean, we have seen Clemson kind of play down to their competition. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. it has happened fairly frequently. So I wouldn't be shocked if it does occur in this game. And then I'll look to kind of nitpick on a better number with the Clemson Tigers. But look, they do have the big advantages in this game. They'll find a way to win. Will they cover nine and a half? I don't know how confident I am in that. I know I said I would lean that way. It's just cause I have no faith in Notre Dame. But I'm just not someone who's ready to rush to the counter to lay the nine in the hook. So I will gladly, Mm -hmm. in a game of runs, wait to hopefully get a better number on what I do think is the better team in Clemson.
1: I'm I'm curious to see how Notre Dame looks coming off of head coach Mike Bray's final home game where they have this emotional seven-point home win over Pitt. This is his final year, long-tenured Notre Dame head coach. How do they look now going on the road with their final Big East tournament with him at at the helm upcoming there next week? Uh, Or should say the ACC tournament, final one for him, upcoming there next week. In, in that situation so it's hard for me uh, that was only a 25 point win by the way Danny for Clemson last week at NC State like I said felt like 40 since I was on the other side uh, you should have bet Clemson team totals last two last or two of the last three games over 90 of course two of the right? last three games but of course <laughs> as soon as you started to have some confidence in Clemson fall flat on their face at a really struggling out of form Virginia team at the midweek that's been a microcosm of the season for Clemson and it's why they're on the next four out seed line maybe an in-game spot if Clemson falls down early since you don't want to lay that big, big premium at nine and a half. When we return more college troops. I have some more bubble teams to throw at Danny Burke as we continue here on Live Bet Saturday.
3: This is Live Bet
1: Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our Big Dance Bracket and Betting Guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, Eight days away now from Selection Sunday, and uh, Danny Burke, you and I, we are going to be hosting... Part of v Betting the Bracket special show next Sunday night with our colleague Wes Reynolds. Hard to believe,
3: Danny. Eight days away. Eight days it's, away from Selection Sunday. It's one of the most exciting times. And I, I say that because at least in, you know, growing up in the Midwest, because you know that not only is March Madness is coming, but the weather's starting to turn around. You got baseball coming soon. It's just one of the better Sundays to look forward to, no doubt about it. Of course.
1: Well, t- I mean. As a former high school tennis player in the state of Wisconsin, you just knew it would be snowing on the first week of <laughs> April regardless. So it, it was only, you know, yeah, it was enough. more the basketball I was excited for and, <laughs> and sneaking into the, uh, the you know the school auditorium to watch March Madness games. That was where my excitement came from at least. But, you know, we're, we're all on the same path here. Uh, that will be next Sunday night. Excited for that. A special four-hour show. We have a couple different crews breaking down every angle of the bracket. We still have to figure out which teams are going to be in or out. As we give you some updates right now at the moment, Oklahoma State, who is in dire need of a win, they now have a 10-point lead, 9.25 to go on Texas Tech, 56-46, Oklahoma State on top. And the Cowboys, who had been in a brutal losing streak to put them from comfortably inside the bubble to now next four out, they are now laying seven and a half live, Danny. Is is this the moment you're looking to get in on the Red Raiders? Maybe one final push here there for the, the home team in Lubbock? So
3: it's kind of funny. You would almost think that, but now the leads expanded a tad bit too much. You're under the 10 minute mark. I don't know if it's worth to get invested at this point, because like we mentioned originally, Ben, Oklahoma state already had what is high as like a 12 point lead in this game, Texas tech clawed their way back. They made it interesting heading into the second half. And then immediately in the beginning of the second half, it's been all Cowboys from that point to right now. So, To assume that Texas Tech can claw out of that hole once again, perhaps a tad bit steep of an assumption. Look, I don't have eyes on this game, too, so I'm not necessarily keeping an eye from a firsthand basis on the tempo and just how they're looking. But looking off those numbers, and typically when you see those type of situations when a team, all right, they finally got close, and then you're falling back again. That's a tough ask, especially for these college kids to have to do that once again. So I think it's better to just stay away at this point, Ben. There's nothing that really would want me to there's just no need to do it right I don't have to force myself into it Oklahoma State's completely dominating the boards 33 to 22 advantage that's going to be huge toward the end of the game and then you look at the turnovers, you like, Oklahoma State has turned the ball over more, but Texas Tech hasn't necessarily taken advantage of it, and that's what you have to do, nitpick those little things, especially when you have this deficit. Again, they haven't managed to do it clearly in the second half, so uh, nothing for me now. I'm just going to be happy to stay away and that I didn't get involved.
1: That's what, that's what got Mike Boynton's team in a very good position for the NCAA tournament in the first place at Oklahoma State, just that stifling defense that's top 20 in the country, and we do have the game on in the studio. I mean, Oklahoma State has been blanketing the Texas Tech post players on pretty much every touch, and they have completely taken out Fardaz Imac and Kevin O'Bander from the game and have been able to dominate the glass as a result. So, now with it, uh, yeah, back to it. A 10-point game was briefly 12 while you were just talking there, Danny. 58-48, 8-39 to go as Texas Tech tries to play spoiler and put Oklahoma State in a very precarious position. Would be six straight losses if Oklahoma State is unable to hang on heading into the Big 12 tournament. We've also reached halftime in our other marquee Power 5 game underway right now. Duke, North Carolina at the break in Chapel Hill. Duke on top, 33-31. It's got off to a pretty slow start, Danny. We were only at 18 points through oh, the first eight minutes or so, but the pace did start to pick up as we got into the, the later stages of the first half. Finishes on 64 here, so looking at our second half line at the moment, Duke at present time is still a slight underdog. Remember, North Carolina got all the betting market interest from two and a half point favorites to four point favorites. It's now UNC minus one. I see it at least at one shop. Tick up at DraftKings to UNC minus one and a half. So, bettors are still anticipating a resurgence here in the second half for UNC, Danny. And you're not necessarily getting as much of a discount as maybe you would have thought with it only being
3: a two point game. Right. And again, this is something where, okay, I'm still fine with the idea of leaning toward North Carolina, fine with the idea of waiting for a number on them. But when you get into the second half, that's when every possession becomes more crucial. That's where every turnover, every single instance becomes so much more valuable and worse so much more to the spread in terms of the in-game bets. So, hey, they were down by several in the first half. The line didn't adjust too much. The highest I saw was them catching maybe three and a half. I think most commonly it was two in the hook for North Carolina. Well, if Duke again keeps on going, right? They're persisting with their offensive dominance. Well, whatever you want to call, maybe not dominance, but they're just taking the advantages offensively. They have maybe a two, four, five point lead. Well, then you're going to get a better number than on North Carolina because you're just in the later stages of this game. So that can easily happen at the beginning parts of the second half. So that's probably what I'm going to wait to do. See if Duke does jump out to that early lead in the second half because it's going to be so much more impactful since you're already in the second half. And then in turn, you'll probably get more of a better number, uh, better price on a team like North Carolina than you would in the first half.
1: Yeah, and the total was the one I was targeting. Got as low as 135 and a half, but that's, that's about when The pace started to pick up a little bit, even though efficiency numbers aren't blowing blowing you off the page when you look at it. Each team under 38% right now overall from the field. Pace did start to move as far as tempo was concerned. Duke was really crashing the glass, got seven offensive rebounds. That's a big reason why they have that two-point lead, but in-game total is now up to 140 after closing 143 and half or 144, so you're not not getting a, a great number if you want to get back in on the in-game over, so I'm, I'm contentious to sit this one out uh, as of now, but that is our marquee game going on right now. Duke 33, North Carolina 31 at the break. You know, there's another big bubble game that we haven't mentioned yet, Danny, about to come down to the wire, and I believe it just went final in Reno, Nevada, where you have the Nevada Wolfpack who are a last four in-team entering tonight, part of a very Bunched up Mountain West ahead of that conference tournament here in Las Vegas. Our audio engineer Sean McCollum is about to uh, about to go crazy here in studio because his alma mater, the UNLV running Rebels, Danny pulled out a big overtime win, 69-67. They win as eight and a half point outright underdogs. Total does stay under 143 and a half despite this game going to overtime uh, because there were, we just had an anemic stretch of offense from Nevada in the first half and then from UNLV in the second half. So big win for the run in Rebels, 69-64 over Nevada. And now what do you do with Steve Alford's Nevada Wolfpack, a team that, uh, you know, you look at where, where they've been at recently and they've moved into the top 40 in overall efficiency, but a really bad loss early in the week to Wyoming, even though that's always a tough place to play on the road in Laramie, but one of the worst teams in the Mountain West. Now lose it home on senior day to UNLV that's a very interesting team
3: as far as their resume goes heading into Mountain West play. Yeah, that's just really tough to get a gauge on what you can expect out of a team, right? Is this something that's going to be hanging on their heads when you get into conference tournament play? Or is this something that really ticks them off and motivates them? Because you know, you're better than that. You know, you need to play better than that, especially in the most crucial points of the season. So it's certainly something you have to consider. But again, maybe Ben, it's something where this, it's just a situation where the teens kind of already looking ahead a little bit get caught slacking from the beginning and then it's just too hard to overcome and i know it went to overtime but Look, uh, there's not much more to be said to it than maybe don't overreact too much. Still consider all the stats that you've seen them accumulate in average all season long and what you've seen from the eye test yourself. If you've been watching this Wolfpack squad, yeah, you could take it into account. But again, everything kind of resets once you get into that conference tournament time. So I wouldn't freak out too much, but definitely something that makes your radar. Uh, by the way, did Sean take his running rebels on the money line or what, Ben? Was I, he sweating them out?
1: I, I know Sean had over. Uh. Which didn't quite get there, but Sean eventually did get in on the money line. So, a nice, a nice okay. little cash for Sean. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a sweep. UNLV wins the rivalry series. They win both games of that uh, Silver State series. So, that's a big deal. You were Hey, if you're Nevada, Danny, you're not looking forward if it's your rival coming in on <laughs> senior night at home to, uh, to Reno, Nevada and the Lawler Events Center up there. So, I, I, it's hard to know what to make out of Nevada. And Steve Alford is a head coach, his teams, if you look historically – they they have perennially underachieved once we get to March and so that's that's what gives you a cause for concern. I mean it hasn't and he hasn't hasn't led Nevada to the tournament now. This is year number four for Alfred and Reno but you know his his uh, UCLA teams really outside of that 2015 run when they made the sweet 16 as an 11 seed have never have have, have held their seed a couple of times but they never really outperformed expectations into March in the NCAA tournament and of course i always think of uh, of of the Iowa team back in what was it 2000 and uh, 2006 2007 Greg Bruner's Iowa Hawkeyes losing to Northwestern State at the buzzer with Vern Lundquist on the call that's my that's my first image as a child Danny of Steve Alford as a head coach in march so that that is that is the baggage he carries
3: with him right and yeah I'm, nothing nothing good to keep uh, keep for yourself when you're filling out your brackets or you're looking at these betting lines but you're right we always <laughs> hold them to a certain standard and eh, they to. seem to fall short like they did today
1: uh, that was 2006 I remember it well uh, Iowa Northwestern State one of the great upsets in NCAA tournament history we assume we will get more of them uh, and as we continue on there's another big Mountain West game coming up in a little over an hour that we will discuss later on in the show but up next Danny Burke is the host of our new VEASAN NHL betting podcast. So as we get toward the top of the hour, what's a game Danny has his eye on in the NHL card, as well as some NBA updates for you on Live Bet Saturday.
0: Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1 877 798 6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com.
2: Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall.
1: Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
2: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You too.
1: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was
2: edited so well.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports
1: Betting Network. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with Bet MGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at Bet MGM, you can earn Bet MGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your Bet MGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and Sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is a big sports betting weekend as we welcome you back to the South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson, hanging out with Danny Burke from Chicago, where we have a night slate of college basketball. We'll talk about one game, Danny, coming up in 15 minutes here in a second, where we will get, within the next two hours, our first official NCAA tournament team with the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament locking in our first auto bid here in a game that starts at the top of the hour. But a big NBA night as well with some marquee matchups. You've got NHL plays. There's a huge UFC fight later on tonight. So there is a lot going on here in the world of sports betting. And let's go to the NHL. I'll set you up, DB, since you are now hosting our twice-a-week VEASAN NHL betting podcast, you and our uh, resident hockey analyst, Andy McNeil there. So I always like to get get the insights from you guys since you're watching the puck every single night. Uh, Blackhawks in action. That's the games coming up here at the 8 p.m. Eastern hour. uh, With the Blackhawks right now, about a $2 underdog at home to the Nashville Predators. Danny, what's the angle to kick off this night slate here of the hockey
3: So what you got to consider when you're looking at these teams and a lot of these teams at this point in the season, Ben is all right, who needs to play to get into the playoffs, right? And who is virtually on the side of tanking and look, it's hockey, these teams, these players, they don't purposely tank, but the front office can certainly try their best and that's, Kind of the case you have here with Chicago, obviously, most notably getting rid of Patrick Kane. They get, they've gotten rid of a handful of other guys, too. And this season's just been a disaster, as we expected from the start. As for Nashville, they're kind of stuck in, like, this purgatory, right? They're in like, no man's land. So they're several points back from getting into a wild-card spot themselves. They were selling a little bit toward the deadline, But they've been on this hot streak, Ben. They've won their last four out of five games. So they're still fighting. They are still competing. And when you have a goaltender like Soros between the pipes, you can pretty much compete in any game. Now, he hasn't played as exceptional this season as he had in seasons past, perhaps. But his numbers are still strong. He's 23-17-5 this year. 2.79 with his goals against average and a save percentage of right below 92%. And look, his numbers on the road are not that worse. Sometimes you see some pretty big discrepancies home and road-wise for these goalies. Not something you completely base your handicap off of, but something that's important to be cognizant about. And then you look at what's happened the last several games in those last three games. Remember, they've won their last four out of five. But in the last three games that Soros has started, he has allowed just a total of three goals. So the defense has been doing their part. Soros has been doing his part. And if the defense continues to do that, well, you just need the offense to take advantage of your opportunities. And against a team like Chicago... They should be more than capable of doing so. I mean, Peter Mrazek looked like he's going to be taking the net for Chicago, and uh, it's been a nightmare to say the least. I mean, he's eight seventeen and two. He's almost at four with his goals against average in terms of the entire season, Ben. But at home specifically, his numbers do get worse. He's three seven and one at the United Center. Goals against average is over four. It's at four point zero four, eighty seven and a half percent. With his saves, again, the numbers are just beyond brutal. Uh, they already faced each other, Saros and Morazic. The Predators got the win back in December, 4-2. to uh, 33 out of 37 shots were saved by Morazic. And again, look, pr- the Predators aren't a lethal offense by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the Chicago defense and team overall can make a team like the Predators look like a strong unit. And considering they are still vying for that playoff spot, I think you could put some stock in them. And no, I'm not saying to lay as high as minus 240. And I don't know if the offense is trustworthy enough, Ben, to want to go even with the puck line here because their offense does struggle, especially on the road. A bet that I like to make instead is the 60-minute line to win in regulation. So I just need the Predators to win in regulation for me to cash my bet. If it goes to overtime and they win, I would still lose naturally. But I think they can do enough to win this game in regulation. And I'm fine laying a little bit more with that instead of the puck line Okay, just for – of just to have more of that added security, basically. So minus 134 is the best number I saw out here in Illinois. Uh, Bet Rivers had that at about minus a buck 34. So again, I think this situation sets up nicely for Nashville. We've already seen the market move their way a pretty respectable amount. So I think they can easily get it done with the Blackhawks team, who at this point is just. Full-on tankathon, and hopefully that persists tonight.
1: I can I can sense just the just the hatred toward the way the Blackhawks have approached uh, from a franchise perspective over the last yeah. couple of years. Look, you got look you got your cups, Danny. you already so you know what the the flags fly. Free up, yeah, we're right? not
3: greedy. We just we just want Connor Bedard at this point, right? He's sure. a highly touted prospect coming in. So if they can tank enough past the Coyotes, who, Arizona's a team that's playing pretty gritty as of late. We need the Blackhawks to keep losing. So all it right. would be a win-win if we win. the the and the Blackhawks lose over here, Ben, that would be ideal.
1: You guys are experts at being lovable losers there in Chicago. So, you know, the Cubs kind of ruined it by actually winning, but you know, now you're back to square one with the potential of the Chicago Mm -hmm. Blackhawks. So DB Lang, a dollar 34, Nashville, in regulation to beat the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center tonight. Your other play, Danny, which they're now underway in, UConn minus two over Villanova. Uh, so as we go back to the college basketball hardwood, just to update uh, where we're at there, uh, as that is that is now uh, underway here, Danny, and I'm seeing it's an early 9-7 lead for UConn. So uh, just underway five minutes into that contest in Philadelphia. So the one thing, though, that jumped off the page to me, I was I was kind of trying to see where you would go here on maybe looking at Texas Tech in-game. We decided to stay off of it, and we immediately regretted that decision because Oklahoma State, (laughs) up by 12 with eight minutes to go, desperately needing a win on the next four-out seed line right now, which is not even a real seed line. That's out of the tournament. If it were to start today, according to the ESPN Bracketology, Oklahoma State has blown the 12-point lead. Texas Tech has come back, and it is a tie game. 3.45 to play in Lubbock, Danny. Texas Tech now a -a 2.5-point live favorite. As we go inside four minutes, what a turnaround!
3: Well, Ben, this is par for the course. Uh, this <laughs> course. happened plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, when uh, <laughs> you and Jeff were doing live bet Sunday, and we would kind of have these uh, these statements, and then well, it would come back and haunt us. But look, uh, again, that's the vulnerability you see with in game betting, and uh, I just opted out of it. And hopefully you did take the seventy and you disregarded what I said and didn't listen. But props to Texas Tech. They're coming back once again. Will they be able to actually execute it to the full extent? Remains to be seen. But again, I know you've got eyes on this game. I'm just sweating out this Yukon Villanova spot right now. I'm seeing minus one and a half in favor of the Red Raiders out here in Illinois at Bet MGM, minus one sixty five on the money line. Oklahoma State plus one thirty. But look, we can bounce these narratives and thought processes back and forth, but It is something to be said now, because originally I was saying, well, can Texas Tech climb out of a hole another time this late in the game? Well, now you look at Oklahoma State, Ben, and you have to question, I mean, how much longer are they going to be able to hold on? You have now blown double-digit leads twice, one in each half. Are you just going to be beaten down now mentally and emotionally because you can't hold this lead, and Texas Tech has all that momentum?
1: 60 to 60, a potentially season-defining game, the next 344 for Oklahoma State. And the old term, tougher than a $2 stake. If there was ever a team that applies to in college basketball this year, (laughs) it's got to be Texas Tech. There is no other option in college basketball in the year 2023. Uh, The other game we're tracking as far as the marquee Power 5 conference games goes, underway now in Chapel Hill in the second half, Duke 37, UNC 33. Just over two minutes into the second half there. We'll keep you posted if there's any other in-game opportunities that, that uh, we are looking for as that game now gets into the second half. One game, though, Danny, I just wanted to hit real quick before we get to the top of the hour. It's the Ohio Valley Conference, that championship game. Now, it's not, you know, your your older brother's Ohio Valley there, Danny. No more, No more Murray State, no more Belmont. The winner of this game likely going to be on the 16-seed line, but it is a team with a chance to qualify for the tournament. It'll be the first automatic qualifier. And it's Southeast Missouri State against Tennessee Tech. SEMO trying to win four games in four days. But interestingly here, the market is totally flipped. SEMO opened up about a point, point and a half favorite in this game in Evansville, Indiana on a neutral court. Tennessee Tech is now going to go off as a two-point favorite. It's only the second game. Of the tournament for Tennessee Tech, who got a buy through to the semi, so a big rest disparity here. That's my best my best angle, Danny, on why the number is going to Tennessee Tech. Uh, but these two teams have played incredibly tight games so far. Tech won in in uh, actually Tech won by two points on the road earlier this year. Semo beat Tech in the first meeting in double overtime. So I'm tempted to look for an over here, but the market is pretty high at 145. So let's see if we get a slow start and can maybe take this thing over. But I, I think that whole narrative of team now trying to play and win four games in four days, it's been a little bit overblown. Because Cosimo's numbers are better on the season than Tennessee Tech, but betting market is acting like they know the final score already uh, here with two pretty below-average teams. I'm
3: going to defer to you on this one. I can't say I followed these days. <laughs> what closely, do you mean? Bad, Come on. I like your angles here. Hey, that's why we got both of us, right? I'm trusting our guy, Ben. I'll go with what you're telling me to do for this game. In friend. a
1: league of very poor teams, do not I, – I don't view the whole, oh, you've had to play four games in four days, as a, as a major, major negative just compared to what they're facing on the other side with Tennessee Tech. All right, that's our number one in the books. We'll update you on the big NBA action about to start.
0: Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com.
2: I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
0: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.